This episode is a rags to riches, view from the top of the mountain kind of story. So imagine you walk into a chiropractor's office or a massage therapist or some sort of small business or even like every other middle class home in the U.S. I'm guessing that you will smell something and it might remind you of Christmas or of fresh cut oranges or some other great smelling thing. What am I talking about? Essential oils. Those things are everywhere. And the people that rep them are everywhere also, or at least they seem to be. But who actually makes it? Like, life completely changed, really, really made it. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and today's episode is with a couple who went all in on a business venture and won. Nate and Dana Moore are married with four kids, and in the last 12 years, they have gone from bankruptcy to building a team with over 40,000 people on it. What? Yeah, so how did this happen? What did it take? What's it really like at the top? And my own personal favorite question, what the heck is an essential oil anyways? So let's jump into it with Nate and Dana explaining what life looked like just a few years ago. I worked as like a financial advisor with Edward Jones and um, really enjoyed that. But 2007, 2008 timeframe, you know, we had a pretty major financial downturn. It definitely affected my business and I ended up pretty much just having to leave that job. Um, was not paying the bills. Uh, and we were pretty fresh out of college. And I had just landed that job, started out of college, no problem. And so kind of expected the same thing to happen. I was going to get another great job and and keep loving life. And that didn't happen. I was putting out lots of applications, getting no responses. Um, my wife, in the meantime, was at home with the kids. And how many kids? How many kids did you have at that point? Just one. Yeah, just, just one. Our okay. first baby, Olivia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so uh, in the meantime, I'm like, I'm working for a buddy in real estate with like trying to help him out with foreclosed homes. I was out in like the the bad parts of Milwaukee, like in some pretty rough neighborhoods, like trying to break into houses. Basically, is what you end up having to do to get measurements and things like that. Um, and I would wait tables. I think I sold professional lighting for a while for like industrial plants. Uh, you know, I'm trying to try not anything and it was not going super well. We were not basically paying the bills and we weren't living like an extravagant lifestyle or anything like that, but um, we're just getting behind. And so I guess right around 2007, 2008, we were looking, our, our debt was piling up and we're looking at different options of what, you know, what should we do at this point? And it seemed like bankruptcy was the best thing. Uh, so we ended up doing that, um, which was really a godsend for us. Um, but, you know, you, you feel, I think, just a little bit, um, I don't know. I just had a negative feeling about it all. Like I'd, I'd messed up, screwed up, and, and wasn't proud of where we're at, basically. And luckily, I had landed a job at a great company. CCB right around 2008. <laughs> Honestly, plug. it was a godsend for me and for us. Um, and this is right 
I pretty much landed that job right after we declared bankruptcy. Uh, so it was like we'd opened up a new chapter in our life. Um, so things continued to go well at that point. And I was doing well with the company, um, loving getting to work there. And then I was just going to yeah. say, like, it wasn't like just like debt was piling up. Like we were on food stamps and assistance and Nate actually joined the army. Yeah. And when he left oh, to join the army geez. to get a signing bonus and a regular paycheck, I was pregnant with our second baby and we didn't even have enough money to afford our apartment that we lived in, which was like six fifty a month. Like we didn't have that money. We didn't have any money. So I ended up renting a room with a fa- with a family, a couple from church, and lived there, pregnant with a baby, um, for like three hundred dollars a month. They were so nice and so gracious to us. But it wasn't. It was like I think my. I think we both have different pers- perspectives from that season. But I kind of have the perspective of I was like left behind, broken, pregnant, while he had to go find where there was work. And at that time in our area in Racine, there was just like no jobs, mm-hmm. you know. And so we had like ideals because we were college graduates. So, you know, it's almost like that you think you're guaranteed. I mean, it's such a naive thought now. But then we're like, we're, we went to college. We did the thing. So we should have a job. And there just wasn't jobs to have. So it was like a really depressing time. We were apart. We were, you know, on every kind of assistance offered, which was so helpful, but so humbling, you know, yeah. it was just so humbling to feel like you can't provide anything for your kids. I remember going into um, the grocery store. I was very sick. I had like a head cold and a sore throat. And this was before I had some oils and stuff like that. I just didn't know what to do. And I went in and I bought like some, maybe like throat drops and like a NyQuil or something like that. It was like eleven dollars and fifty three cents, and every credit card I used was denied. And I told the lady, I was like, I'm gonna go out to my car and get, grab some cash, knowing that I don't have cash in my car. I just took my baby and my pregnant self out and just sat in the car and cried because I was like, I don't even have money to buy medicine. And that was that was low, like mm-hmm. that was the lowest point, and so. Yes, when CCB came into our life, it was like the biggest breath of fresh air because it was a great company and it was local and it was steady and it was safe and, you know, and it was it was just exactly what we had prayed for. So it was such a big deal for us. What held you guys together? Your relationship? Because um, uh, our founders, CCB, Chris and Patty, they're celebrating 50 years of marriage and then being in business together. Um, I don't know if they ever went through bankruptcy and that kind of thing, but you all have uh, done business together. You've gone through this crazy circumstance. So back then, your mental state, what practical stuff were you all doing to maintain a relationship and not just completely dissolve? A lot of free dates. <laughs> you can you can walk on the beach for free, you That's know? Good. So we we definitely just found the things that didn't cost money. Um and then when he was in the army, we actually weren't allowed to talk um, at all. You can't like call up your husband. And so we'd have to write letters to each other and wait for that 10 minutes once a week to talk. So we went back to writing letters and just I think we both had the common goal, which was like surviving and like figuring out what to do for the kids, you know. And so um, it wasn't a hard time in our marriage, though. Like it was a very hard time. But I would say like 
in all of the hard things we've gone through, which this isn't even the hardest thing we've ever been through, but um, we're best friends. And so like our marriage has stayed strong and we're, we're on the same team. And that is like, you can, you feel almost invincible when you have that kind of support with one another because there's not tension between us. Yeah. Um, and that I, I would, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> he's like no the old, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> we can edit it all out the, uh, it doesn't work. The, the older we get and the more time we spend talking with other couples and friends I think we're both aware of like how well how compatible we are and how well we work together um, we even looking back in that situation like we didn't fight a lot you know there were probably tears shed and you know worries and times feeling you know somewhat kind of panic almost Mm -hmm. but we never like turned our backs on each other we really were a good team through it all and and that's good because now we're around each other all the time and so it it gets (laughs) all the time (laughs) put the test sometimes (laughs) no it was i mean for what it was it it our relationship held strong through it also and then um how did you get introduced to doTERRA how did that what was that about when did that come about well I I really am interested in natural health and I was honestly like I would give speeches in middle school or high school on like um, healthy eating you know healthy living healthy habits so it's like that's part of who I am but um, oils were new and I had I have a really good friend who said like hey I'm, I'm going to have a oil show and tell she called it at her house do you want to come and I was like you know, it's November in Wisconsin. Like, what? What am I? What else am I doing? You yeah. know, like unless it's, you're hunting, that's probably it. Exactly, <laughs> or left behind as someone else is hunting. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. Um, which I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm interested in crunchy stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm. Sh- I'll sure I'll come. And so I went, and uh, she didn't really know what she was doing. It wasn't like she was a guru or anything. She just opened a book and was like, "Did you know that this oil can help with?" you know, allergies or this help oil can help with that. And I was just like, I know I didn't know any of this stuff. So I kind of like, like ate it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like my first taste of ice cream, I was just like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was working then for CCB. So we had gone bankrupt. So when you go bankrupt, you don't have credit at all. Like you are, your whole slate is wiped clean, which is feels like the grace of God to your finances um, but then you're also like, no one trusts you. So it's like, sure. you don't get a credit card. Yeah. You live paycheck to paycheck. You budget every dollar and all your cash. Cause there is literally no wiggle room. So when I went, I said, I would really like to get this oil kit. Like I'd really like to start with some oils. I think that I could save us money. I think that we wouldn't have to take the kids in for like little things, you know, like I'd have some, some tools in our home and he just really trusts me. And it was like $167 to start um, with a, like a basic kit. And he was like, yeah, I mean, you can get that if as long as it's, is this every month? Is this like a monthly bill? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Like little did I know. But I, um, <laughs> I uh, you know, had no intentions of doing anything with doTERRA sure. except for like helping my kids get mm-hmm. over their sniffles faster. Mm-hmm. So he was great with it. He's always super on board with my crazy crunchy ideas and you know stuff so we were able to afford it but i know like we literally had to pay for it you know it wasn't like oh i could just put it on a card because that didn't exist in our life we were actually unemployed um between 2008 and 2012 is when he started working that's right 
for CCB was in okay. 2012. So all that time was that's what was really choppy unemployment army happened like wow. it seems like we tell the story so fast but it was like over 3 years it was worth years. of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kids. And kids. So yep. 2012 what's the family dynamic like how many kids that kind of thing? Now we have 3 at that point. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Girl boy okay. girl and life feels great. Like yeah. we're higher than life because okay. There's no more creditors calling. Yep. There's no more credit card debt. Um, we have a cute little apartment that we can mm-hmm. afford on a, in a cute little neighborhood by the zoo, you yeah. know? So yeah. just everything felt safe. We're down to one car because yeah. we went bankrupt. So we're like, everything is bare bones, but we were super content. He loves his job. Yep. I love being home with the kids. Mm-hmm. The sun is shining, you know? Yeah. So everything at that point was just felt like we've reached the pinnacle and this is probably as good as life will ever get. And I will never ask for anything more Yeah, because we had been so low right. that it right. felt like, don't get greedy. Yeah, you sure, know, like sure. this is good and this is as good as it will get. And that was, we were super happy with that. So when you, when you meet somebody who you, they, they've never heard of oil, essential oils, you know, they hear oil and they think uh, olive oil, you know, cooking mm-hmm. c- coconut oil or something. Um, how do you describe what doTERRA is and what essential oils are? Yeah, so oils are just plant extracts that are used for medicinal purposes, for emotional health, for mental health, for physical health. So they just help to bring the body into a state of homeostasis, which means balance. So oftentimes we're out of balance when we have uh, environmental threats, viruses, bacteria, when our um, fight or flight syndrome kicks in because we're stressed. And they can just help bring balance to the body. So it's a really natural, holistic way to manage everything that life throws at us, toxins in the environment. And that toxins and things like that are new. That's like in the last hundred years, we've had pesticides and herbicides and biological warfare, (laughs) not to get real deep, but like all those things are very modern in the last hundred years. All of that stuff is new. And so our bodies are amazing, like design created amazing in amazing ways, but there's a lot more threats to us now, like mm-hmm. to our health, um, to our wellness um, and things like that. And so if we, if we can do things and we can use tools in nature to help our bodies to stay healthy, um, that's what we do. That's what we teach people how to do. And that's where essential oils kind of come into the, you know, the focus to help people to just stay well. And when people are well, when they act, when they feel well, they act better. Yeah, like sure. they just show up better. Sure. you know. So I love, I love helping people get started. That's good. Well, let's let's get into it. You so you're signed up, Dana. You're you're bought in. Um, how do you start building the business? Like, what is starts with 163 or 167 dollars? You can start for 35 bucks. So it's, okay. you can actually start with even cheaper. But um, for me, like, I didn't want to do business. I, like, like I said before, I wasn't going to get greedy. I wasn't doing anything. Like, I was sticking with, like, what we know. Don't don't rock the cradle sure. because life is smooth again. Yeah. Um, but these oils were working, and they are working for everything. He burnt his hands on a pan and put some lavender on it, and he was like, I cannot believe the pain is gone, you know? And we had kids with earaches who would just go to sleep and sleep all night and wake up and not complain again. And so it was working. So I just am an, I'm naturally a salesperson. I just talk a lot, talk to my friends. I talk to people. If it worked for me, maybe it can work for you. Yeah. Just help people out. And so that's what I was doing. 
not with any intention of earning money, not with any intention of taking on a business. In fact, the opposite, I was adamantly not doing a business. Like mm-hmm. that was my stance. Like people would ask, is this your business? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Sure. Just totally helping you out. Like you need some of this stuff and this is how you get it. So I did that. I toyed around with it is probably the best way to say it. and Just kind of help people when it came up really organically for a solid year. Okay. And just talked about it when it made sense and didn't care when it didn't. Um, and just had a ton of success with my family, with my kids and stuff. And it was like around a year after I had gotten that first little kit. And I think we earned like $600 with doTERRA. It was right around 600 And that he was the one who opens the mail. I was like, I'm adverse to mail after all the creditors and sure, all the things. Yeah, like I'm like, I don't touch yeah. mail. I don't right. like mail. I don't yeah. like, mm-hmm. I just, can you just please handle this for me? So he's like opening checks from doTERRA and he was like, do you know you earn money? Like you earned, you earned a lot of money. And for us, remember our rent yes. at one time was six fifty, and we couldn't even afford it. Right. So now I earned $600 on this job that I wasn't doing, which was a very big deal for us, yeah. you know? And I know some people might be like, it's not a lot of money, but it really was in context. Yeah. And so he was super encouraging and he was like, um, whatever you're doing is working and maybe you should think about doing a little bit more of it. And I was just like, okay. Like it was, I guess I didn't really want to own a business. I didn't want to think about a business. But when he was like, you're good at this, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if you think I can, like he was my biggest advocate. And so I was like, okay, maybe I should try Mm -hmm. because so far not trying has worked out yeah. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then cool. so I don't even know what that looks like I didn't study the compensation I wasn't paying attention to these things yeah. but he's a, a good mind for numbers and sales and you know he's a financial background so he pulls out the compensation plan and he kind of was like I, I see how this works like let's let's do this and he helped like me get vision for it and that's when we were like okay let's give it a shot let's try this thing out so uh Nate when Around that time, um, you're at CCB, you're doing sales stuff. Um, how how was the job going at that point? Work for me was going fantastic. Because uh, one of the top sales reps here and just, I genuinely like, I love going to work every day. Um, and oftentimes like we had the one car, so I would just bike to work. It was I really close, yeah. you know, and so I just bike over, bike home for lunch. And uh, so everything was going really well. She started to kind of grow the business. Yeah. When did it start to feel like it was going to be something? Well, do you know, do you know where it could turn? Like, I think not for another about 10 months after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what happened was he was encouraging me. So we started, um, but we kind of got a few hiccups like my dad died in between there so like you start you stop because there's a lot of emotional aspects and Mm. things happening and you weren't even really wanting to do it so i was nervous yeah and we had a six month old you know but then we had our fourth baby so he was still a baby yes so you know that's a whole nother type of a season babies and toddlers were basically swallowed whole sometimes with that so it was a, I wouldn't say it was a slow start, but we were just definitely like, let's tip, let's like intentionally dip our toe in. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, I think I taught my first class in like March of 2014 okay. and I came home like higher than a kite. Like okay. I was just like, that was the most fun thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. All of these people need essential oils. Mm-hmm. They were 
They like hung on my every word. Yeah. I think I'm good at this. And for him, like he'll, you can tell them, but it was like he got his wife back. Like it was like I must have uh, lost something in me over these years of hardship yeah. that I didn't know I lost. And it like came back to life, you know? I mean, her, her goal was to be a stay at home mom. Like she loved being there and being a part of our kids' lives, you know, like from birth, like till, you know, maybe we were going to start to do school at some point. We were thinking about homeschooling. They were all super young. Um, but that was like, she really wanted to do that and, and felt a lot of purpose in it. Um, but there'd be days I'd come home from CCB and popping the door and I'm all, yeah, jiving and weren't ready to do a dance party. Like, I like remember, literally, I remember you yeah. talking about that with the kids. Yes. And, um, I'd be greeted by this woman who's a little frazzled and maybe slightly angry some days. <laughs> and I was like, I don't get it. What's the big deal? I know better now that I've been home. I understand that other side of the coin for sure. Um, but it's, it's a lot. You got, yeah. we, especially once you have four kids, like you're dealing with all of them every day and all, all the different aspects that involves like she was doing a ton and it was, and it was, wearing her a little thin and so just yeah for me when she mm -hmm. came home from teaching that first class like i saw this glow on her face mm -hmm. and her eyes are all lit up and i like i was just i was encouraged that she was yeah. so encouraged and i was like babe i want you to really go for this because i see like something in you really coming alive you know and and that's good and i just i feel like so i think some women feel this sense of like they have to be the stay-at-home mom and there and that is a great thing and I don't want to take anything away from that at all but I think sometimes that you know some women have other things they want to do as well maybe you know in sure. the balance of those two things and that was the case with Dane and it was just it was really really good for her to have just an extra outlet uh, for mm -hmm. her to have like a professional voice and use that gift that was inside her that maybe just it was wasn't active you know before then so are you familiar with or have you heard of like flow flow state mm -hmm. things like that okay when you, when you were talking it made me think of that where time just kind of slows down it's michael jordan hitting the game winning shot the hoops you know gigantic you can't miss so that's so you discover that and you see it Nate in her <clears throat> you feel it you're flying dana so Talk about some, help us all know uh, or conceptualize, what, what are some stats around what happened from there? Like, did you teach more? Did you start selling more? Did you have to invest a whole bunch more? Like, what what, what should we know about that phase? Yeah, that's a, gr a great way to describe it. It's like we got into this flow yeah. where it was almost like everything else in time and space stood still. And yeah. this was like, this is what we're supposed to sure. do. Um and he was in full support. And so around that time, the business had grown that we were making about $1,500 a month. Okay. Um, which was massive sure. to us. Massive yeah. and extremely successful. Um, and we would tell other people about that because people were noticing, like, you know, that I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. I'm doing something I wasn't doing before. So we'd ask questions. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, it is actually going really good. I'm making like $1,500 a month. 
And that is a lot of money. That can change anybody's paycheck, yep. you know, in a, in a really big way and can help pay off debt or whatever. So I had so many people saying like, well, I want to do what you do. Husbands telling their wives, go talk to Dana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever she's doing, it would be great <laughs> if you could do that too, you know, and, which is probably way too much pressure on anybody. But um, I got it. Like I was like, I get it. And if, if I can figure out how I did this, I right. think I could teach you how to do it too. Mm-hmm. So we did. We started to teach more. I shouldn't say we. I started to teach more, but it is we because I couldn't have done that without Nate being with the kids. And he was totally okay with like, he'd come home, it was like a high five and I would be like out the door. Now we do a ton of stuff virtually, but we didn't then. Like I was literally in people's homes or holding community events and Mm -hmm. teaching like that. So um, yeah, we, we found out there was this program you could do in doTERRA called Diamond Club. And it was like... It was a four-month competition, and you okay. could win ten grand, mm-hmm. and you had to basically teach and get as many customers as possible, get people started with their, you know, an initial kit and and help support them. And I was like, I think I should do this. I think for four months, if we can kind of like, you know, our kids weren't in sports or anything like that, it wasn't like that big of a deal. But if we could weed out all our other commitments, and I focus on this, like, let's see what we can do. Like what? Let's see what magic we can make with this. And he he was like, okay, let's do it. So for two weeks, the first two weeks of it, we kind of went like balls to the wall. Like mm-hmm. I taught like seven times a week, um, sometimes t- up to twelve. I even would come and do lunch and learns here at CCB. Mm-hmm. So I, I would teach like on a Friday during the day. I would teach on a Friday night. I would teach Saturday morning. So I taught like that's how twelve times a week like works out in the math, you know. Mm-hmm. And for two weeks it was nuts. And he said if we're not like at the top of this competition, like if you're not in the top 25, if you're not doing well, like we can't go at this pace. This Do feels... you know how many people were in it? Yeah, like like uh, 500 or something. Yeah. Oh, it wow. was okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know any better. I just think everyone's probably doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So after two weeks, we get like our standings to see how well we're doing and we're in first place. And he was like, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I like, I won the whole thing. Like yeah. I just went crazy. So for four months, it was like, you had to keep the pace for four months, which is what is hard. And a lot of people like peter out because the pace is hard. Yep. And there's a lot of prizes for other things, but we were going for the grand prize. Um, and it was just such, it was just such a victory. And I was just like, I really am good at this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I really like, I don't, my background is in teaching, which I wasn't doing school teaching anymore, but I really was still teaching. And I just, I just don't think I thought a lot of myself. So I just didn't know if I could hang with this or not, Mm -hmm. you know? And then that kind of proved that we could, like that this was something we really were good at, which still kind of makes me blush a little bit thinking about it I'm like I can't believe we're doing what we do um yeah but that's when that's when it got real mm-hmm. is when we like we won diamond club yeah I think that we you know coming from the place that we were like you know we were pretty small-minded with everything so that ten thousand dollar like cash prize was like a massive thing to us and that's really mostly like what we were thinking about through that whole time um, but then through that four months, like our team grew in a massive way. And I think, you know, we probably had some role in good structure, but there was also some really good luck that fell our way or yeah. divine providence and like how things were structured out through that too. But, and then we just increased in rank throughout that four month period really fast as well. And by the end of that, especially within, I don't know, maybe a few months after Diamond Club, 
she was basically making what I was making at CCB every month or more. She was starting to outpace me. And so that's when we kind of came to a place of maybe you should come home and work with me. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so particular interest in this next question, Nate, with, you know, I was I was a part of it, but I think this is a great story. And, and from an outside standpoint, it's kind of a turning point from what I know of you all and, and this commitment to not just each other, but the business, the doTERRA business. Um, so talk about quitting your job, you know, what you remember at least, and maybe I'll jump into and say what I remember uh, as I wipe tears away, but talk about quitting your job, what led up to it, what you were feeling and yeah, how that, how that went. So like I was saying, she had kind of come to me and said, I think we had hit the rank of diamond by the end of diamond club. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like, Rough numbers like a diamond might make about, I don't know. It's like 16,000 it 16, sure. a month. Okay. Yeah. And we were making that with okay. that. So, yeah. and it was growing. It was like, it wasn't like the pace of the business was slowing down. Yep. It was co- the momentum that we had built continued to snowball like a yep. freight train. So I was like, I, it's getting big. Mm-hmm. This is getting real. Yeah. So then we could see there basically are like two more ranks above that. Um, and we were, you know, we could see blue diamond in the, in the picture. And then that jumps up into like the 20 to $30,000 a month pay. And so, and she, she came to me and she's like, I think I can do this, but I really need your help if I'm going to be able to do this like full time and Mm -hmm. not just part time. And I got to say for me, I was, I was really hesitant. Uh, one, I think just being the like the male like breadwinner of the house, you know, you kind of feel this, like if I give this up, then I'm just some guy at home, you know, which I feel like is, is in the past, like 10 years has probably become way more normal than it was when I was a kid growing up. It just was not the thing at all. Um, but also I just love my job. I love Mm -hmm. working here. I had this super handsome boss. I've got to come in and see every (laughs) day. Wink, (laughs) No, um, and I just had great friends here yeah. and just the the job, honestly, the job came easy to me. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And, you know, like I said, I can't say enough about yeah. what the great culture was here. Um, but the, the thought of being at home with four young kids, you know, our youngest was about three at the time, I think. And, you know, our oldest was... Something like that. Something Something like seven, that. eight. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I, for me to be able to be home and be invested in their lives on like such a massive scale, yep. like I could not turn that away. Um, so I told her, I kind of gave her this, like there were other, I knew a few other men that were, had come home and were helping their wives in the business. And I started having conversations with them and I didn't have really a negative conversation with any of them. I was expecting them to be like, I came home and we started to clash, right. you know, yeah. you know, our relationship, being around each other all the time um, or, you know, anything else. I just wanted to unturn every stone before I actually made this massive decision. And then we went to a they have two different main conferences with doTERRA every year. And one's more focused on products and community and whatnot. And then there was another one that's more focused on advancing leadership and financials and things like that. Um, and I went to the, the latter of those. Um, and so the first thing 
that happens at those events a lot of time is the CEO gets up and just gives a kind of a, maybe a state of the union kind of thing, but also just kind of like financial advice. Sure. And this guy, like he's a multi, multi-millionaire and, uh, of a CEO of uh, like a business without any debt. You know, they're just like, they're doing things so smart and so well. But his big thing was like, don't spend more than you make, like save your money, you know, don't go and have the flashy car. You know, mm-hmm. he drives a Hyundai, I think, you know, he's and I just had so much respect for him. And I just know when you have great leadership at the top, it, it trickles down throughout the whole company. Mm-hmm. And so for me, all those things put together, like put it over the top for me of like, OK, I'm ready to do this. And was excited about it, but it was definitely a sad mm-hmm. decision to leave the job here too. I didn't know most of that, uh, most of that story, but I do remember, I don't remember what year it was uh, when, when we had the talk, but we went to, you asked me to lunch and I thought, I might've even said to one of my colleagues, I think Nate's going to quit. But I knew that that would be an indication of you guys killing it because you had given me a heads up like, Hey, just letting you know, this is what we're trying to do. Um, were you flying overseas too during that time? Not overseas, but just no? all over the country. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just remember there was a lot of stuff um, that you guys were doing. And so when we went to lunch and you said, so we won this competition. It's going really well. And I think I said something like, you're leaving me, aren't you? <laughs> I hate you, but I love you so much. Something like that. And then, you know, I, I probably should have had you pay for lunch, but it was it was a good goodbye. You know, you were you were missed. You didn't uh, limp to the finish line. You ran through the tape to come back to the house. And so um, uh, you also said that you would pay for a fly in fishing trip if you ever made it to Presidential Diamond. But Go don't fact check that. that. Don't fact check that. <laughs> but just pay for it and let me do that. So I actually want to hear about the details around that. So you quit. You quit the job. You, you're back home. You guys are like solidifying your place in the top of the whole organization. Well, I will say to you just about leaving CCB, that was that was really hard for him. But somebody very wise in our life just said, what if if you step out, it opens the door for someone else to step into sure. CCB yeah. in the same way that it was a blessing to you mm-hmm. years before that. And we were, that was like what made it okay mm-hmm. because it almost seemed insane to give up this job that sure. we had again yeah. like we don't i don't want to get greedy you know mm-hmm. I was like, why would you let it go but we just felt like as easy as it came we had to be open-handed with it and it was a good decision but he came home and it wasn't all peaches and cream okay because i don't know how to work with my husband and yeah it's really was in many ways my business like i couldn't do it without him but the business side of it i had to run on my own for mm-hmm. so long and I just expected him to like come in and know what to do, which mm-hmm. is insane. Like it's just insane to say it out loud now, but it was exactly what I thought. Like I basically thought he would leave CCB. It was like a Thursday. And then on like a Friday, he would like do what I wanted him to do and like take the things off my plate that I needed him to do. Meanwhile, he gets a stomach bug. Um, so he's like not feeling great. Yeah. And like we just get into a blowout fight the first day. And that's that's yeah. how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. I left on a, I left CCB on a Thursday, and by Friday night, 
we're having an argument. I'm on the toilet and we're having an argument <laughs> in the bathroom. This with makes each me other. feel so much better about my life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the flash of things. <laughs> yeah. So it's a rocky start. How long did it take before you guys kind of got into a rhythm of stuff, working, clicking? Well, I think we would disagree. Yeah. I think about a year. Okay. I think he says a little longer, but yeah, it would make sense years. because he had to find a rhythm yep. and that takes time. Mm-hmm. And I had to find a rhythm, you yep. know, and that takes time. Um, and so it took us a while to find each other in the working environment. It was very peaceful. I mean, besides the fight on sure. the toilet, like yeah. most of the time it were very, very, very peaceful, but it still was just like we would miss each other and things. And I felt guilty because I didn't want him to be a glorified babysitter. Right. Um, he had tons of vision for being with the kids when that's exactly what he needed to do so that I could do what I needed to do. Um, but I also was just aware of the cultural norms there and... You know, that we were kind of busting through through those in many ways, um, which I think is super cool because I think it's very interesting that, like, it would be very expected that a woman would take care of the kids for a man to pursue his yep. job or dreams, but it's not necessarily switched the other way mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of people's minds and stuff. Um, and it was even hard for us. We're doing it and still having, like, struggling yeah. with it, you know. Um, so it took a couple years, but we did rank advance right away to Blue Diamond Um, which like immediately, like the next month. And so that, um, helped, I think, because it felt like, oh, it's worth it. Like exactly what she said would happen if I came home is happening. Um, and that helped. And then, um, a year later presidential. So we kept the pedal to the metal. Like the second he got home, it was just probably as hard and fast as ever. But what does that mean? Uh, Uh, 12 classes a week kind of a thing? No, no, I wasn't doing that. But probably like three times a week I was gone. Um, And then just doing a lot of mentoring. So I started to raise up leaders and teach people how to be Ah, leaders. So you kind of switch the mode from just being constantly um, bringing on new new clients. Mm -hmm. It's not just always like new client acquisition. It's a lot of new partner acquisition. And Mm -hmm. so I switched into that role. And trying to find people who also would do what I would do. And, makes sense. you know, um, and he he helped with he's great with like communication and mentoring and things. And he mm-hmm. would help with that. But again, it's harder when I was the one in every detail of that part of the business. So yeah. eventually we figured out that wasn't the best place for him. And he found so many things <laughs> that I was dropping the ball in that he could help with that were his strengths. So that made it smooth. We found a pretty happy medium after, you know, a couple of years of working through things. Like I'd, I'd help out with stuff in the back office and taxes and bills and all those things that she hates. Um, and then getting to spend a lot of time with the kids, like, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, now we're in a pretty, pretty good place of, you know, each of us have our different roles and okay. it's pretty smooth at this point. To put things in perspective from where you started. From not being able to pay for the groceries to Presidential Diamond, which is, if I, from what I read, correct me if I'm wrong, that is the top. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I want you to, to help us with some, some numbers, some stats. It doesn't have to just be income and money and that kind of thing. That might be too easy for people. Um, number of people on your team, how many people are trying to do the Presidential Diamond thing? Because I think that juxtaposition of not being able to pay for stuff to the mountaintop, people only want to talk about the mountaintop. And you have done a great job, both of you, of being vulnerable with all of the ashes mm-hmm. <laughs> before uh, yeah. the glory. So 
what would you how would you describe that what is what is personal diamond all about yeah um well we currently have about 42,000 people on our team and that grows monthly um okay. we're constantly bringing in new customers that's a big number it's a big number <laughs> and it's not like that's not i don't individually do that again sure. i'm like you know facilitating and and growing up other leaders so mm-hmm. they're doing that and they're doing that and it's duplicating it's very duplicatable um but I think internationally, I mean, Presidential Diamond, doTERRA is an international company. We're like in 126 countries. There's only about 100 Presidential Diamonds Wow. out of maybe 9 million people in doTERRA. 9 million people that are like doing this. Do well, this. not so anybody who's a customer can then okay. for free upgrade and decide to Got be it. a builder. I don't know how many people actually sure. choose to earn money with doTERRA because it's just a choice. It's a simple like put in your social security number or don't, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can just choose that but there there are nine million people that have the opportunity to do it um and about a hundred that have made it to where you are made it and maintain it yeah it's it's a small number it takes a lot we were talking to um the president of north america and Mm -hmm. uh in the uk he's an amazing guy in doTERRA and he was just saying it's because presidentials have to do have to have so many skill sets in one Mm. And you have to be willing to grow in every single skill set to maintain it. And I was like, it's it is true. It's humbling and exciting all at the same time. But yeah, I I yeah, I grew up so humble, like poor. I poor mm-hmm. means like my my parents would like hate if I said that. You know, they'd be like we were not poor, but mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. poor. Like my dad on his like best year made like sixty thousand dollars. You mm-hmm. know, single family income, four children in the country of Pennsylvania. So, like, I don't know. I didn't know what any kind of extra felt like. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it, like, I don't know what it felt like to live not paycheck to paycheck. That wasn't even a reality ever in my life. Or, you know, and even as a child, I remember being stressed about money. I remember, like, I gave my parents all my change to help with parking meters because I thought that would help take stress off of them. So, like, that was, that is exactly who I am. And so I think it's still who I am. It's just that, um, like there's no stress. Like when you don't have money, you focus on it like crazy because you're like, when we were broke as a joke, all we could think about was money because mm-hmm. that's what every phone call was about. That's what yeah. every decision was about. But when you have enough, you're not thinking about it at all. Um, and then when you have more than enough, you're thinking more generously, like what can mm-hmm. you do with it? How can you give? What you know? Whose lives could you benefit? Because you're able to feed your kids without food stamps. Yep. So at that point... You have an ability to be generous. And I think you should be generous no matter what. Sure. I think that's like an attitude more than a number. But at the same time, it just it changed everything for us in that sense. And I still kind of live like like I don't like like sometimes I'll go shopping and I'm like, I don't really need that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I still really make decisions yeah. based on like who I was like raised to be yep. and very careful about some stuff. And splurging is a ton of fun, but it's just something that makes me kind of more uncomfortable than not. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, we win a lot of trips and stuff at doTERRA, so yeah. we're not having to pay for it because I don't know that we would. Um, but yeah, it just, it's kind of, the whole thing has been um, harder than you think. It's harder to change. Yeah. Like, you know, you would think it'd be easy. What don't people, what don't people understand about being on the top of the heap? Well, it's lonely. Um, it can be really lonely. Like we have incredible community and incredible friends. Um, but even family can be very like judgmental. Um, like who do you think you are? 
or now you think you're hot stuff or, you know. Because of money? Because of money. Yeah, I think Um, it's hard because when people uh, feel those things, then they're not going to have a a really honest conversation. Uh, And it's usually way more about what someone else thinks than who you are. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody really talked to us, I mean, I know who we are. So I I don't let it bother me a lot, Mm -hmm. but it is something that's real. You know, it's very real. And people think that you've changed a ton or they assume that you've changed a ton. And we should change. We should always change. We Mm -hmm. should always be growing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a positive thing. Um, But I think what people fear is being left behind. And that's, like, another thing. It's just indicative of what they think and feel. Mm -hmm. And so that is exactly why I didn't want to do doTERRA in the very beginning. I just was like, I just... I don't want to be different to people and I don't want to be salesy. I was afraid of all those things. I don't want to lose friends. Um, but it was like fear should never be a motivator, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I had to let that kind of go. Um, but I also think it's a good thing because it weeds out like, you know, like, do you want friends who want you to stay down? Not really, you know, or do you want friends who can't celebrate success? Like not really, you know? So it kind of weeds things out too, in a way that is not, that doesn't mean it's easy, but sometimes it's better in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing that people don't realize is like money is not bad or good. Mm-hmm. It's like gasoline. Sure. And so it's like gasoline on the fire, you know, and so it's just going to magnify what's already there. And so if you're if you're a greedy person, you get more money, you're probably going to be greedier than ever. If you're generous and you have more money, you're probably going to be more generous than ever. You know, it doesn't change. It's the person who holds the tool. Yeah that has the power and so I think that's something that's really important um and I was afraid I was afraid to have more money because I was afraid it would change us in a way that I didn't want to be changed but that hasn't been true so it's good it's really good um I got a couple more questions before we before we close out one is uh just more practical so you got some uh Danny you've got some blogs on your website about family natural living and business um would love to hear some of your routines, habits, um, and uh, Nate, feel free to chime in and, and call her out if she's lying because <laughs> uh, uh, you guys are incredible uh, and I think it'd be funny if that actually happened. But what role do routines play in success of your business, in your health, and family life? Okay, that's a great question. It, the answer is everything. Like the routine is everything and I also would never lie. I'm like, <laughs> I am like, yeah, good. I'm glad you jumped in. Honest call her to a fault. Yeah. Like I'll tell you everything and you'd be like, okay, too much, too much. Um, yeah. Like the thing is, is like to manage children to homeschool, which we do actually homeschool all four of them as well. Um, to run a business of the size that we have, um, just all, you know, all the things that people do, um, you have to have things like dialed in time management wise. And so, I, I've just gotten good at that. I've had to grow in that. I've had to figure out what, what does time management even mean? You know, I've had to cut out things like Netflix and stuff for seasons where I'm like, I don't have time to do this, but I have to, I have to study or I have to learn. I have to do follow up or whatever. Cause when you own your own business, no one tells you you work from nine to five, you work when you work or you don't, but it's up to you. Um, but yeah, the things I have honed in really well, like healthy eating is massively a priority to us. And it's like my whole family hates it because like Oreos don't come in our home. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the one that ever buys Doritos or soda. Donuts on a Saturday, they'll all, they might enjoy, but I won't do it. Um, it's just not because I'm better. I just don't feel good. Like I want to feel great and I have a 
ton riding on that. So mm-hmm. I just show up good. And then I work out faithfully every day. She's an achiever, if you can't tell. I am. <laughs> I yes. am. It's like I'm wired to do that, though. You know, so I know sometimes I'd be like, well, that's really hard. But everyone's wired in a different way. Yeah. And I'm just really Absolutely. wired for what I do. But I, I keep us balanced. I'm the one that brings donuts in. <laughs> the kids need to know what's not good to eat. So I'm, I'm, I help Bring that's how you serve. Yeah. That's well. how you serve. Yeah. He's like showing them, like, what is bad food? Let's in, let's have some so you can enjoy mom's spinach. You know, yeah, like, mom's this doing is burpees. Not in the helping me yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this is, uh, you've been obviously honest um, and transparent. But I talked about vulnerability before. I don't want to overuse that term, but I do believe uh, something. I did not come up with this. Brene Brown. So she, through years and years of study and, and books and podcasts and TED Talks and everything, says that every act of courage is underpinned by vulnerability. Um, and uh, you quitting your job, Nate, um, was an act of courage. You uh, taking the step, Dana, to um, ask Nate, hey, what about this $163 that we might not have um, to start off uh, was an act of courage. So underpinned by vulnerability. Um, so I thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this stuff. Um, that's not in the notes. That is a genuine um, off-the-cuff take, but I, I am thankful for this, um, and I'm grateful for the time that you gave to this conversation. And then as we close out, um, to bring a little brevity, uh, d- donuts to the conversation perhaps, uh, Nate, I'd like you to describe for the listeners what the jackhammer is. Um, a uh, familiar bathroom prank that you used to pull while you're here, and then I've got some rapid fire questions to uh, to wrap this thing up. So what's yeah. the, what's what's jackhammer? Yeah, what is jackhammer, honey? Well, I, I was <laughs> known as a decent prankster during my time at CCB, and um, so honestly, don't know exactly how I discovered it. Um, maybe someone had come in and been adjusting pipes in the bathroom, but if you, you turned on the hot water, someone had adjusted where the water pressure was turned way down low. And I found if you turn that handle that it had a, a loud tapping noise that would reverberate throughout the entire building. It would. And, and so I, I, I found that I turned it on and I turned it off. I was like, Oh, that's horrible. And then I came back probably another time, and it was still happening. And then I was thinking, maybe I should just leave this on (laughs) for the rest of the building to enjoy. (laughs) So from the sales department all the way up to the executive suites upstairs, you could hear this loud tapping, thumping sound from the pipes, trying to draw water, yet it wasn't coming. And uh, so eventually uh, the CEO, Patrick, had to come down and say, Nate, I love you, and thank you for giving us all a good laugh, but please stop doing the jackhammer. (laughs) Because it was like a jackhammer was was. in the wall. It was so loud. It was insane. We did love it. And there's other stories, too, about uh, you uh, staying outside of his window, twisting your shirt around the top of your head, okay, bare-chested. Yeah. Uh, but we'll say that for another another yeah. time. So rapid-fire questions for you both. Uh, these are mystery, um, and I'm just going to throw them out. And you can both jump in, one of you jump in, but uh, what's on your nightstand? Quick. Uh, a Theragun, like, a, like oh, for yeah. muscles. Those are fantastic, know? yes. Um, a lot of essential oils. Yep. Always a water bottle. Chapstick. Yeah. Really thick books that I never read. That's true. That and is true. And a cigar humidor. Hey. Yeah. 
What's the best song for a dance party with the kids, Nate? I know it, and I would play it all the time, and I can't even he, remember. Okay, so I got to tell you what he yeah, would do. He would come home from CCB, and when he was in the car outside, he would turn it on on the speakers in the house. Oh, like a Bluetooth thing or something? Yeah, so I would know he was coming. It was like It's still like our favorite song because I'm like, oh, he's home. I'm so happy he's home. And um, it's like... Some British guy. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah anyway, well, that's our song. It, for you. it sounds good. Uh, all right. Nate, what's Dana's superpower? Imagine you both are superheroes. What's her superpower? Her tenacity. Okay. Dana, what's Nate's kryptonite? Is that a bad thing? Kryptonite? Yeah, Superman and kryptonite. Okay. It was the, thing yeah, that, it was the only thing that, that, that a lot of time took for his that. power. Yeah, sure. Um, Being hot. He hates to be hot. Huh. When, this is for both of you, whoever wants to go first. When I'm scared, I fill in the blank. Punch. Punch whatever's coming at me. Okay. <laughs> I'm angry. Okay. I get angry. It's good. It's good. Uh, from here, where would, this is not a rapid fire question. From here, where would you direct people who want to keep the conversation going with you all? Uh, just on danamore.com. Okay. It's super easy and you can connect with us on Instagram through there or check us out on the website. We have some some fun blog posts. Mm-hmm. You can connect with me there though. I love it. Okay. And Nate, just look for somebody running He's not shirtless. on social media. <laughs> uh, down the beach. I'm working on a jingle for a website. Danamore.com. <laughs> and that is a perfect way yeah. to end. Thank you both for being here. It Thank has you. been awesome. Takeaways and action items. First of all, takeaways. Number one, passion can fuel effort. Everyone needs a support system around them to really make it though. Number two, as Dana said, it's lonely at the top. More than a cliche coming from the folks at the top. Action items. Number one, remember to offer help to your friends and family that hit it big. They still need you. Number two, take a look at your routines. You have routines right now, and I'm guessing they may not be moving you in the direction of a desired destination. Maybe they are, but if they aren't, be real about it and make some changes. If you found value in what you heard, I encourage you to give us a written review in whatever platform you're using right now. We read all of them, and it helps us reach more folks just like you. And then send this episode to someone who needs a little encouragement, a little wind in their sails. We have dozens of conversations that will aid in your growth as a leader. You can click that purple subscribe icon and you'll have access to all of the episodes just like magic. Now, I can't wait to be with you again soon, but until then, from all of us at the Impact of Leadership, thanks for listening.